Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keys to the Game. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'm here with head football coach, Kurt Newsom, and we're coming to you live from WEHC Studios, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Coach, it's finally here, and I'm so excited that we're going to be talking about Concord today. Yeah, like it or not, it's it's here. <laughs> I'll tell you Saturday afternoon if I liked it or not. <laughs> well, we'll have our fingers crossed, and it will not be because you haven't worked hard and tried to prepare for this. And uh, Coach, this is the D2 inaugural football season for Emory and Henry, and uh, you know this is our fifth show we've talked about several things throughout the month of August but today we're going to spend most of that time talking about the mountain lines from Concord University that are coming over this Saturday for our first D2 uh, contest but before we do that I want to just step back a little bit and talk about the summer camp just briefly it's now over uh, you've officially started prepping for Concord I think last Wednesday so as my old coach uh, Larry Bells used to say the hay is in the barn and it's time to get down to business so Summer camp, uh, successful. Uh, what's some things you liked, or and you'd like to say, wished you could have had a little more time? Yeah, I, th- I think it was successful. Uh, I think the injury bug hurt us worse mm. this year than it has in times past, and you know you're concerned about that. But uh, everybody's injury list seems to go down a little bit game week, so uh, and hopefully ours is too. But uh, that's the biggest concern. Uh, the uh, the positives, I thought we had a great camp. I thought uh, offense and defense worked well together. I think that's always critical. You know, helping each other and, you know, not, not getting a lot of injuries. And mm-hmm. because of that thing, our, our injuries came from pulls because uh, – our, our numbers on the receiving core was low and uh, mm. and that's where most of them came from because they're you know they're gonna run every snap yeah and uh, and in drills and those type of things so so that that's where we got most of those things but uh, we worked well together when we went varsity or, or good on good as people say right and uh, then our, our scout teams I thought were very good so you know you got good work there so I, I thought we we improved in our team periods and it's it's you know in 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 football you know you don't have pickup games on the side like you do in basketball yeah <laughs> you know you don't get you do individual work and you do all those type of things but you get better when 11 on 11 is playing mm. and I, I i thought we did some good things when we went 11 on 11. where are some areas that you um are coming out of camp that you're concerned with? I mean, every coach has things. They wake up at night thinking, I wish we would have done this or whatever. But Well, we, we've had so many people out on on defense uh, that it's it's been hard to tell. You know, uh, Swag hadn't practiced uh, mm. many times, and he's back for game week. We'll see how that goes. And, you know, you, we, we don't have a lot of depth there. And we, Hopefully, uh, I mean, Coach Tall's as good a coach as there is in America, so we'll 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 get we'll get better at that position. But that was a concern just because of injuries, and uh, then uh, you know finding another linebacker to go with Ivan, and mm-hmm. I think we I think we kind of did that, and then. Um, that's on the defensive side of the ball. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you know, we had a quarterback, uh, you know, competition, 
and you know Kyle's a little ahead right now, but I think Charles is is right there, and I think we're planning on playing both of them and, and seeing how it works out in games. But uh, Kyle's had a good camp, and, and so is Charles. So we'll we'll see where all that ends up. But uh, you know we that's why you play on Saturday. Yeah. Well, and you've got two quarterbacks that, in my view, I've been out there watching some of the practice. They're very close in talent-wise, it seems to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, I don't think there's any question about that. And, you know, I, I, we've got to find out what Charles does in a game situation. We've had Kyle. I think Kyle's attitude is much better this year, mm. and I think that's going to help him on on game day and then Charles we need to give him an opportunity because he's proven in high school how good he was so we'll see where that that takes us but we'd like to play them both uh, especially in the first two games to find out where we are and uh, their non-conference games and uh, yeah that we want to win of course but we want to have a we want to have our chosen quarterback going into the uh, conference ske- yeah. schedule. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and Charles did not get play that much. I know you redshirted him last year, I believe. And uh, so, you know, taking live snaps, is you, you just don't know until you get out there. You don't know, and that's that's the big thing because, see, in Division three, you can't play him – or Division two even now. It'll change next year. You can't play him a snap. But they're going to the Division One rule, which is you can play in the first four games. First four games. Which would help our team completely, mm-hmm. especially your non-conference games. You'd want to play these young guys that we've – I think we've recruited really well, in this, especially in this mm-hmm. last class. But you don't get to see them because uh, they're not going to be able to – play and and save a year so as i said last week we're trying to save years for these guys yeah. well and it's more fair for the players i mean some some athletes are gamers there's just no doubt about it. The, the saturday gets here and they and they are they turn it on and you wouldn't know that if you're red shirting from the very beginning you'd never have a chance to evaluate that but if you do move to the four games gives you a chance for them to show themselves and you'd have a better idea of whether they should or should not be no, no question. And um, I, I, I like the gamer thing, but I'd like to see it in practice, too. <laughs> I don't want them to, to save it for Saturday. That well, concerns me a little bit. But I, you're exactly right. I always tried to tell my coaches I was a gamer, not to worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on then to uh, Concord and a little bit of history with Concord. I don't know if people know this or not, but uh, as a player here, you played them, right, when you were here? Oh, a lot of times, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah, you um, you know, the I think the last time we played them was 1981, and it was uh, Coach Larry Bales was the head coach, and it was a unfortunate 48 to nothing uh, defeat to the hands of the mountain lions, but the 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 uh, series goes back all the way back to 1938, and uh, you know it continued up until 1967, uh, and the wasps ran up quite a record of 18 four and one against uh, Concord. But then after that, they went to NAI, and once we resumed play, it was uh, it just wasn't a fair competition, was it? No, they've been given scholarships, uh, you know, for 
40 years and when Emory gave scholarships they were they were a great football team mm-hmm. and they uh, they stopped when I got here I think they said uh, we're not going <laughs> to give coach Newsom a scholar Kurt Newsom a scholarship but they <laughs> so they they uh but yeah they were and everybody we play that, that's my concern is we've been given scholarships for a year and a half and everybody else has been given them for 40 years and mm-hmm. that's you know it's going to be hard, but uh, I promise you our guys are going to fight. Yeah. And I I, I think we're going to be competitive. I really do, and I feel I, f- I feel good about that. And uh, so, and I, I like our football team right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back then it was uh, we had some rough uh, terrain against yeah. the uh, Concord. Uh, Mountain lines or whatever they are. Yeah, it was it was a, from seventy four to eighty one. It was a two and six record, and they they dominated. But um, the last time they played, where both schools were kind of even, given a little bit of scholarship, was in sixty seven, in the uh, Skyland Bowl. Don't know if you knew that or not, but they played over at Mitchell Stadium. Last game of the season, they called it the Skyland Bowl. And well, Sonny Wade came by this that, week, and I, I wasn't able to see him. I was on my walk at lunchtime and uh, but he had told our staff that he played him twice and his I think it was his junior year it was a very close game and then they went to Mitchell Stadium Emory did and took care of business yeah they went to Mitchell Stadium and uh, beat the uh, undefeated mountain lions uh, 32 to 13 and of course that team included uh, you know uh, it included Sonny Wade and Larry Bales. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Coach Bales. His birthday is today. Is that right? Yes. So 39, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, uh, let's talk about their head coach because I, I don't know. You know, they're in the Mountain East Conference, and he's come from a high school background in Martinsburg. But, boy, is he successful. He's won eight state championships up there, and at one point in time, uh, won 56 games in a row. Uh, what do you know about this uh, coach Dave Walker, who's his second second full year at the helm of the Lions? I just know he's been very successful wherever, and you know the Concord program is on the rise, and they're playing with a lot of older guys and transfers right now. And uh, he he's done it the right way. Martinsburg has won all those state championships, and you know he's he's done it well and so we'll find out more about him on Saturday Mm. but uh, I think he's uh, progressed with the times you know they're throwing the ball and they're they're doing it well and so he's and I, I saw Martinsburg play years ago and I don't know if he was the head coach I was recruiting a guy from there but uh, they they were good back then too and uh, Concord you know was was four one four and six or four and seven last year and lost kind of like us you know they lost yeah. they lost three or four games by two or three points and so their record could have been turned around completely and they've got them all back yeah they they uh, were four and six and they lost well they were in they six of their games were decided by six points or less they won three of those. I mean, they could have easily been seven and you know seven and four or seven and three. Um, the, the thing that concerns me about it is is that they are they that's the most they've won since 2015. They won their last two. They're kind of on a roll. 
I think he's going to bring some momentum over here with him. Oh, I don't think there's any question. They're, they're, they're a good football team. And watching them on tape, you know, you watch them early in the season from a year ago, and then you look at them late in the season, and they were a much different football team, and they were a much better football team. So that's you know that's a major concern. He's you know he's he's a good ball coach, yeah. and uh, I don't know how he got all the transfers, but uh, <laughs> so we don't actually we don't know what we're going to see on yeah. Saturday because well, of that. We're go- we're going to jump onto that. We're going to move over to their offense. We're going to take a brief break right now, and when we come back, we'll take a look at that offense and some of those transfers, and also their quarterback who uh, just lit it up last year, and he's gunning for another big season as a senior. So, folks, we'll be right back. The Town of Saltville presents the biggest Labor Day celebration in Southwest Virginia, beginning Friday, September 2nd through Monday, September 5th, featuring family fun, carnival games, festival food, fireworks, and live music all weekend long. It's a 51-year-old tradition, rain or shine. More information at saltville.org or by calling 276-496-5342. That's the annual Saltville Labor Day celebration, Friday, September 2nd through Monday, September 5th. And we're back. It's Keys to the Game here at WEAC 90.7. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and with me is head football coach Kurt Newsom. Well, Coach, we're going to talk about their offense. You have to start with, to me, talking about that quarterback, Jeff Jack Mangle, uh, threw for almost 3,000 yards last year, 18 touchdown passes, and he was voted uh, second-team all-conference as a junior. He's back as a senior. What, what, are, what are we going to do about this quarterback? Oh, he's special. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, I, you know, we've been playing in the ODAC. He's better than any ODAC quarterback that we've faced. And, uh, you know, he gets rid of it really quick. They do, they do a great job on the perimeter or with, uh, with screen game. So, you know, and so to pressure him, you know, it's kind of hard because he gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's it's just like any football game you go into, you know, initially they still run the football. So initially you better stop the run mm-hmm. so you can pressure the quarterback. So that's that's – that's a plan every week, and yeah. that's that's here and Notre Dame and everywhere else. And but he he can hurt you with his arm, and he does get rid of the football pretty quick. The, they run a spread offense, right? Just oh multiple, yes, indeed. Spread. It's, They're all over the field. It's and they throw the ball to the running backs mm-hmm. uh, probably more than any football team we've faced. Bluefield does the same, but not quite as much. But uh, and. They they get rid of the football, and I guess that was what he did at Martinsburg, and that's his plan. Uh, they're a little bit of RPO, but not near as much as we are. I was going to ask you, it looked like to me when I looked at them, they do run just a little bit, but I think a lot of that is like pre-snap reads. That, that they... Yeah, they're more RSO with yeah. the screen game, yeah. whereas we're post-snap more mm-hmm. than we are pre-snap. 
but they're they're more pre-snap. Yeah, and for our listeners, a pre-snap is when quarterback's going to come up to the line of scrimmage. There is a running play call, but he's looking for alignment and numbers and advantages. Uh, right? Open access to a receiver. Yeah. So if there's nobody in the throwing lane, you stand up and throw the football. Yeah. And that's, you know, open access is open access, and he mm-hmm. gets rid of it. Yeah. So we can't get home when, when he's doing that. Well, and then post-snap reads are, are on movement. If you're, you've singled out a linebacker or a strong safety, you're trying to see. We're, we're either reading one of the two, yeah. and uh, it's it's either inside linebacker or safety if we're going to throw it down the field. Your concern when you throw it down the field is getting linemen down the mm-hmm. field because, you know, they don't they don't know if it's a run or a pass. Right. So if you're climbing to a linebacker and you, you get linemen down the field and this league seems to call it, we're going to be more RPO than anybody. Yeah. So we're that's a concern with us right now. And it's it's a little more com- post snap reads are just way more complicated. I think. Oh, there's the no question about it. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, you but it's usually a single guy you're reading. Right. But you know, open access and and screen games are a lot easier. You know, pre snap. You know, <laughs> hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to hand it off. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit more risky post-snap, but the reward can be a lot bigger. So. No question. And, and uh, you know, the RPO game has been what we've been. And offensively, you know, we've, we've been pretty good. And I want to continue to do it. And uh, so hopefully it works in this league. Well, now, I noticed they have gotten – you mentioned transfers. They, they're uh, – and they throw to their backs a lot, but they've actually moved Copeland, who was the running back last year, to a wide receiver because this third Thurlow Wilkins from Tusculum is, I guess, beat him out. As oh, he's he played three games at Tusculum. Oh, he signed with uh, Missouri, one of those directional Missouri schools. We watched his high school tape, and uh, he's special. He really is special. Mm-hmm. And then we watched – his tape, and we heard Tusculum talk about him. He went three games at Tusculum, and he went over 100 yards in each of his three games at Tusculum. Then I think he went back to a JUCO, and we didn't know how he played there. And But the, the young man is special running the ball. And uh, so for them to move uh, number four out to slot, yeah, uh, he had to be special. Yeah. So we're that's a major concern with what this. Uh, I think it's Thurgood or Th- yeah, Thurlow Wilkins Thurlow. is his name. Okay. And uh, yeah, and Copeland, the running back, you mentioned they do like to throw. He caught half as many yards as he ran for last year. So good indication they're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna throw, throw to him Wilkins too. To, they're yeah. gonna. I promise you, they're gonna throw to him. So Coach Buzzo is gonna need to cover those backs out of the back. Yeah, we're, we're concerned with that. And, I mean, that's a major concern. And a guy that's been in the SAC conference that's had a lot of success, uh, you know, you're, you're really concerned with. So we'll see. We're going we're gonna to prep for it. Well, now, one other thing about their offense, we're going to move over to defense. But, you know, you've talked about how lucky we are and fortunate we are that we've got these young men coming back for a fifth year. But they've got an offensive line where three of the five are fifth-year seniors. They're good up front. Yeah, uh, they've moved their center, who I think is their best football player, uh, up front. They moved him to guard, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's a 
four down league they play in, and that's why they did it or whatever. But they they're experienced up front, and they've got two transfers in at tackles. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've got one from Pace College, and uh, you know they've they're transfer you. They've got they've got well, they new are. guys that have beat out guys that have been playing for them. So they're they're going to be better than they were before. Yeah, they've got a transfer from Presbyterian that's uh, taken oh, that over. that receiver. That is, receiver. He's, he's, Simmons. He, yeah, he is special. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he makes them better. They've got, uh, you know, a guy on defense from Coastal, that, that corner. I mean, they, they've got transfers all over the place. And, I mean, that's, that's how you get better quick, and I think they are better. Well, the um, the hard hats are going to have their hands full on uh, Saturday. Are, are we doing hard hats? Is Coach Buzzo still the? We are hard hats, and we're going to take the Emory Walk around the campus. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, good. I think that's a great tradition, and uh, and our hard hats. I promise you one thing: they'll play hard. Yeah. And we'll play hard on offense, and well, I think our guys will compete. You're going to be a little bit outsized. Your defense, yeah. yeah. We Don Dom's going to have a, yeah. And he, he, nobody will outfight Don Don. I mean, or will they ever? And uh, I I just, you know, I like our football team, and I like the way they compete. And uh, you know, we'll find out what a year and a half of scholarships have done. But most of those guys aren't playing. You know we're we're playing with our ODAC guys, that's, and that's what and I they're think. all getting you know they're getting money now, and they deserve to get money. Yeah, and I I think the world of our guys, but you know a twenty three year old that's getting uh, that's played a bunch, I think is better than a Division two player that's eighteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, it is at our place right now. I mean that's the big difference. You know, the guys we've signed in the last year and a half uh, are not as good as the guys that have played in the ODAC for four years, and this is their fifth year. Well, I tell you what, Coach, now that we've created this offense that's going to be unstoppable here, I I think we will be able to stop them. We're going to move over to defense, and we'll do that right after this uh, short break, and we'll talk about – some of his he's got a bunch of fifth year seniors on that defense and we'll we'll be right back folks support for wehc comes from food city the food experts locally owned and operated for more than 65 years and with 123 convenient locations food city is proud to support your college and community station online at foodcity.com And we're back. And, Coach, we're going to talk about the Concord defense here a little bit. How would you characterize their defense? What, what do you look, watch on film, of course? They, they play hard. I mean, that, that's and that's a coach's dream. You know, that's yeah. you know a coach's job is to get them to play harder than they think they can. You know, if it, I tell everybody all the time, if it was about X's and O's, those people teaching physics would be sitting here. <laughs> and I promise you, I can't teach physics. But – that's 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 your job, and I so I think they're well coached as far as playing hard, and they're old, you know, and that's <laughs> and that's scary, you know. They're all twenty three, you know. They've got so many starters that have played so many snaps, and that wins and loses football games. Well, th- yeah, you know, you you mentioned them being oh, this will be the old timers game out here on Saturday, but they have six 
fifth-year seniors on that defense. The two, they got two linebackers, two D line linemen, and then two defensive backs. I mean, that's worrisome. Oh no, no question. Yeah, I mean that's a major concern. We talk about transfers and a quick fix, but uh, it's better to have an older team than a quick fix. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why we're redshirting our scholarship guys mm-hmm. and and trying to build to get into the SAC conference as opposed to – I mean, we, we, we'll, we'll eventually have some quick fix to try to compete in the league. Right. But, it, you know, your eventual goal is to redshirt guys and, uh, and to play with all fifth-year seniors, and you'll beat a lot of people. Well, now, we've been in, you've been in the ODAC for eight years, and this is your ninth year here. What was the most common defensive – uh, strategy you faced from ODAC trying to stop this RPO. What, what, and and I guess the lead second question. I know you know Concord's talked with uh, Sydney and Macon and WNL. Do you expect to see some of that same stuff? Yeah, I think I think we'll probably see a little more man coverage mm-hmm. uh, than we've we've seen because uh, that's that seems to be everybody's uh, quick fix on the right. RPO. And uh, we, we've got some plans for that. We're, we're planning on, you know, they've been more of a zone outfit, but I think, I think, we'll, see, I think we'll see man, and that's, that's fine with us. You know, we've got a plan for that. When you speak about man, what makes man-to-man coverage, and you're talking about secondary being in man-to-man coverage, what, what makes that effective against that RPO? Well, because you, you, if you're in man coverage, uh, you know, you, you, your backers can fire their gun and everybody can play the run. Oh, okay. I mean, that's so – and then if you're in zone, they, they can't, mm-hmm. you know, because – but, uh, you know, you, you, you recruit receivers that can beat man coverage. Yeah. You know, and that's why we were successful. Derek Yates, yes. you know, if you're going to man up, hey, that's fine. Man him up. Yeah, you know, and we'll make a fifty-fifty ball, a eighty-twenty ball, exactly. And uh, so, that's that's the deal. They can play the rest of them against the run, and uh, so that's that's why most people do it. And uh, we appreciate man coverage. <laughs> so if you go man to man, then you you got less people that are in that conflict zone of run and pass. Cause yeah, they can now play the run. Yeah, and and that's. That's why people with RPOs, now, and, you know, because there's voids in the zone if you're RPO and and you're in a zone, and you know, a linebacker fires his gun and you're reading that guy, you know, you're throwing off of mm-hmm. him, or a safety comes down, comes you're down. throwing off that guy. And when you say fires his gun, you're talking about coming up, stop oh, yeah, the run. He, yes, indeed. Um, let me ask you this. I know this sounds like a softball question, but I, I, I think it's very going to be a key in Saturday's game. How important is it going to be that uh, Overstreet and English are and the Wasps are able to run the ball Saturday? Oh, I don't. I don't think there's any game that we can be successful uh, with on offense without running the ball. You know, mm-hmm. we had a tailback that led the country, uh, led the nation last year. Yes. And uh, it opens up passing lanes, you know, and that's that's who we've got to be. And that's, you know, that's our concern this year is, hey, can we run the football against mm-hmm. these defensive lines and linebackers we're playing against? 
And uh, that's, you know, that's your first concern every week. Can we run the football? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when, when your tailback gains 1,800 yards, you're in pretty good shape. And, uh, you know, I, I think our football team should have been 9-1 and one, or could have been 9-1. and Could one. have been, absolutely. And, and I think this – this team has is, is got that mentality that we do want to run the ball. So, mm-hmm. And Welly's done a great job yeah. with the offensive uh, line. Yes. And it's great having him back. That's, that's probably the best thing that's happened, getting him back. Well, one more question, and then we're going to have to wrap it up here. But uh, on the field the other day, I heard you congratulate uh, your offensive coordinator, uh, B-Craft, because the quarterback ran the ball. Uh, how important is it going to be to have the quarterbacks, both Mutter and Short, in that running game? Well, we hadn't planned that a lot. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, and you know, we, we would like to think the RPO game would take care of that. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's, that's what we're working towards. Mm. So we, we actually hadn't run it much with the quarterbacks in practice. But uh, I think you've got to have a – some quarterback run, but uh, just depends on what they give us and where that goes. Yeah. Well, Coach, that's going to do it for us uh, this afternoon. I, again, appreciate you being here. The best of luck uh, Saturday. I'm excited, and I know we've got a, the Wasp Nation that is excited about this game and, and just hope for the best there, and we can pick up our very first D2 uh, football victory. So, Good luck Saturday, and we will be uh, pulling for you. Sounds good. You always do. I appreciate you. And that's going to do it for us, folks. Uh, Thank you for listening, and join us next week when we'll uh, talk some more about keys to the game.